Podcast One production. Your morning agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thank you for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 7th of December. The fallout continues over how two overseas travellers were allowed to jump on an interstate flight rather than heading off to hotel quarantine. New South Wales police have admitted they made a mistake that allowed the German mother and son to fly from Sydney to Melbourne instead of going into compulsory isolation. The international travellers told authorities they had a travel exemption, but police did not check their details and allowed them to board the domestic flight. Here's New South Wales Deputy Police Commissioner Jeff Loy. We're not suggesting that they lied. There was a language barrier, there was communication issues, and the police officer has admitted the mistake that he didn't check the appropriate exemption forms and uh, the paperwork appropriately. Uh, He's a very good officer, a fine officer, and someone who is uh, very remorseful about the mistake he's made. The major breach forced more than 170 travellers and six crew who were on that flight into isolation. The German travellers have both returned a negative COVID test and will undergo a second swab today. Meantime, the WA Premier says he will wait until later today to see all of the testing results before making a final decision on reopening the state's border to New South Wales and Victoria from tomorrow. Mark McGowan says the bungle is obviously concerning and is not the gold standard expected. The UK is preparing for a large-scale rollout of the Pfizer COVID vaccine with 800,000 doses set to be available this week. The first jabs are expected to be given on Tuesday UK time with priority given to frontline healthcare workers, people over the age of 80 and those who work and live in aged care. It will be a difficult task to roll out the vaccine as it needs to be kept at minus 70 degrees. Meantime, America's top infectious diseases expert, Dr Anthony Fauci, has apologised for suggesting last week that UK authorities had analysed the data of the COVID vaccine very quickly and had rushed its approval. Dr Fauci now saying he has great faith in the country's regulators. Also making news this Monday morning, unions are concerned about a proposed shake-up of workplace laws. The government argues it will give casual workers more security and also encourage businesses to start rehiring. They want to ease the pressure on employers having to double-dip by paying staff payloading and sick leave. The legislation is set to be introduced into Parliament this week and we'll have more details on this a little later in finance with Peter Switzer. And get ready to pay more for your fruit and vegetables. Prices are tipped to increase by up to 25% across the country this summer. It follows a shortage of labour for harvesting sparked by the COVID-19 restrictions. Now for a look at what else is making news around the country. Evacuations are underway as a bushfire continues to rage out of control on Fraser Island. Our reporter Laura Anderson has the latest details from Brisbane. This bushfire on Fraser Island is continuing to threaten homes in Happy Valley Tash with residents told to leave immediately. The fire's been burning for seven and a half weeks. It's believed to have started from an illegal campfire. More than 80,000 hectares of land has been burnt. That's around half of the island. QFAS Commissioner Greg Leach says they're hopeful they can protect the town though. The local Happy Valley Brigade uh, have done some mitigation works and burning 
around the Happy Valley Township, which will stand it in good stead to protect it should the head of the fire reach Happy Valley. COVID restrictions are continuing to ease in many parts of the country. In New South Wales, dance floors are back and capacity has essentially been doubled for many local businesses, including retail, cafes and bars, which can now have one person per two square metres. While 50 people can hit the dance floor and stand-up drinking is allowed at outdoor venues. Restrictions have also been relaxed across Victoria. Our reporter James Lake has more details from Melbourne. Thank you, Tash. Yes, Victoria has moved to the next stage of eased restrictions from today, with life almost returning to a sense of normality across the state. Pubs, restaurants and cafes have their patron caps lifted. They're now limited to one person for every two square metres and they must keep electronic records. Masks are now optional. However, they must be worn in crowded public places such as shopping centres and on public transport, as well as in taxis or Ubers. And at home, people can now have up to 30 guests and outdoor gatherings have increased to 100 people. After Victoria recorded its 37th day without any new infections, the only big issue still in doubt is if Dan Andrews will allow us to fill the MCG on Boxing Day. And in South Australia, an incredible escape for a 29-year-old surfer after being attacked by a shark in waters off Kangaroo Island. Emergency services were called to the scene around 2.30 yesterday afternoon after reports he'd been attacked by a great white. The man's injuries are not believed to be life-threatening. Now for the latest in business and finance news this Monday morning, we're joined by Peter Switzer from switzer.com.au. And Peter, as we mentioned earlier this morning, casual workers are set to be given full-time or permanent part-time status after 12 months in a casual job. Yes, if the government gets its way, the idea of a casual worker will change forever. A controversial court decision against an employer meant a casual worker who was effectively working as a full-timer was paid benefits he would have accrued as a full-time worker on top of a 25% casual loading he was paid. Yep, he was allowed to keep his 25% loading as well as collect back pay for being treated incorrectly by his boss. And Peter, there's been another twist in the ongoing tariff saga with China. Yes, with China declaring war on Australian winemakers with 212% tariffs, the local plonk producers are knocking on the doors of other countries such as Thailand and Vietnam, whose populations are becoming more regular consumers of reds and whites. Following Beijing imposing these tariffs, a $20 bottle of Aussie wine in Shanghai has gone to $80. Bruce Tyrrell, MD of Tyrrell Wines, said there's not much we can do about it. We've just got to go and find some new markets. And the bad news from the US is seeing our local stock market start to surge. Yeah, the local stock market is expected to open substantially high today, again, with the US Dow Jones Index finishing 248 points higher, despite a disappointing jobs number over the weekend. US economists expected 440,000 jobs to be created in November, but only 245,000 showed up, and the spike in second wave infections and the failure to pass a stimulus bill are being blamed. Market experts think this poor jobs number will force US politicians to stop squabbling to get a stimulus bill passed before going on their Christmas break. And the stock market liked this thinking. Peter, thanks so much. Pleasure, Tash. (laughs) 
Time to check sport this Monday morning now with Liam Flanagan from the Scorecard podcast. And Liam, India's momentum is building as they claimed the T20 series last night at the SCG. Yeah, good morning, Tash. Aussie coach Justin Langer, he's a Zen master, but I reckon he might be starting to sweat a little bit after last night's loss in Sydney. Keep in mind Australia were without Pat Cummins, who's been rested, Mitchell Stark, who's left the Aussie bubble on compassionate grounds, and they were without both opening batsmen David Warner and captain Aaron Finch through injury. And they still set India a target of 195 to win. They were led terrifically by stand-in skipper Matthew Way, who made 58 from 31. But a six from India's man of the match, Hardik Panya, on the third-to-last delivery of the inning, sealed the win for the tourists, meaning they clinched the T20 series with one game still to go on Wednesday night. So we won the ODIs. India won the T20s. It's one all. It's all about the Test Match Series, which kicks off in 10 days' time in, in Adelaide, Tash, for who gets the summer bragging rights overall. It's game on indeed. And Liam, yet another NRL player is headed for the courtroom. Yeah, rugby league journos are having to spend a lot more time in courtrooms of late than I think they'd be used to. Saturday night, Canberra Raiders star Tom Starling was arrested at a Central Coast bar after he became involved in a brawl with police that broke out when his younger brother was asked to leave the premises. Starling, along with three of his friends, were arrested and they've been charged with assaulting police. The 22-year-old spent Saturday night in Gosford Police Station, but he denies he threw a punch or intentionally acted aggressively. And he's told his club, the Raiders, that he was, in fact, bashed by the police, sharing photos of his bruised and bloody face from the incident. Now, the Raiders actually begin pre-season today, although whether Starling participates off the back of the incident is not yet known. But given the NRL is currently navigating the difficult waters of Jack DeBellin and Jared Haynes' ongoing respective sexual assault cases, this is the last thing the code needs right now. Indeed. And, oh, gosh, it was hard to watch another draw over the weekend for the Wallabies, Liam. And there's also some controversy as well. Oh, God, Tash, I don't know whether I want to scream <laughs> at Reese Hodge or just give him a big hug and tell him everything is going to be okay. Well said. For the third, For the third time in this Tri-Nation series, he has had a shot to win the game. And again, on Saturday night at Bankwest Stadium, he couldn't get it done. A 16-all draw means the Wallabies actually finished last in the tournament. New Zealand claims the trophy. I, I'm I'm saying the Wallabies win bronze. Tash, that's how I'm liking to put it. They finished third of the three teams. They're still on the podium. They get bronze. Uh, it was a wet and windy night. Uh, the draw means that uh, Australia, unfortunately, they, I think they needed to win by 100 points to technically win. It was always going to be a difficult task. But the controversy in the, and the talking point still today is about that pre-game national anthem that was performed in both English and the Eora Nation language. Uh, there has been plenty of high-profile support. I, for one, watched the performance of the Wallabies belting out the song behind uh, young Olivia Fox, and it gave me goosebumps. But South Sydney star Latrell Mitchell has posted on his Instagram saying that changing the language doesn't change the meaning. And Anthony Mundine has echoed Mitchell's sentiments when he spoke to the Daily Telegraph saying that if they want to change things, then actually change the words of the anthem. So we can expect a discussion around that one to continue today. Certainly will. Liam, thanks so much. Thanks, Ash.
Checking the weather details around the country now this Monday morning. Firstly to Brisbane, showers with a possible storm and a top of 34. Sunny and 30 degrees today for Sydney. Melbourne, the showers are set to increase with a possible storm also on the way. A high of 18 today. 19 and partly cloudy for Canberra. 17 with a shower or two on the way for Hobart. A few morning showers expected for Adelaide this Monday. Windy conditions with a high of 19. Sunny and 33 for Perth and a shower or a possible storm on the way for Darwin with a top of 33. And as we heard earlier, while it was a disappointing game for the Wallabies, for many it was a teenage sensation who stole the show over the weekend. 17-year-old teenager Olivia Fox sang the national anthem before the game in both the Eora and English languages. Olivia telling Seven News it felt incredible and she was overwhelmed with pride. It still doesn't feel real, you know, I feel like I'm in a dream, but honestly, it's, I'm so proud and I think I'm doing my culture proud and I know my family's proud of me and everything, so yeah, it's a really great feeling. The Wallabies players were singing along with the teenager in a first for an international sporting event in Australia. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda. In your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning, please rate and review and you can also follow us on your socials at Your Morning Agenda on Instagram. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.